0: Hello lovelies! This is Diary 7 episode 12 of Why Did I Write That? Um, Currently we are in Perth, no Cottesloe. Um, We just got to Grant's house and he's being very lovely and accommodating and welcoming. Um, We tried to upload some photos but it was taking too long so we would just gone to bed. Uh, we jump back into this diary on Wednesday, October fourteenth, two thousand nine. When we finally awoke at about nine thirty, Grant had already been up for about four and a half hours studying. Whoa, he's intense. I imagine he does well in school, though, and for being on his way to becoming a lawyer, that's incredibly important. After breakfast of French toast with cheese and ketchup, Grant dropped us off. Grant dropped us at the train station. And we took the train to Fremantle, the spot that Elise recommended as Hippie Heaven. And it was. It reminded me very much of Guelph, with its bead shops, cafes, and hippie stores. We took down a few numbers from the public notice board about rooms to rent. Hopefully we can find a spot to live in Fremantle, because it's awesome. Even if we found jobs in Perth, it would be fine, because the train is only like a buck and a half, and takes maybe half an hour. Ideally, I would like to get a job in Fremantle at one of the shops or cafes. It even has a market where we'll be able to get fresh organic produce and free range eggs and all sorts of lovely stuff. We spent some time on the beach, MK trying to nap because he's really getting quite a bad head cold. Poor guy. After a time, we headed back to the city and heard from Grant that his lunch meeting, hobnobbing with some high ups like Supreme Court judges, ooh la la, was done and he'd meet us in Fremantle. We met up and had sushi for lunch followed by delicious gelato. Then Grant had an evening class, so MK went to sleep, and I used the free internet as an opportunity to type a long overdue fourth travel update before going to bed myself. October 15th. Michelle made us a delicious apple ginger porridge for breakfast, which we all scarfed down. MK's still not feeling well, so he lay on the yard for a bit in the sun. Uh, Grant's family have another house guest coming tonight, so we had to leave to stay for... Oh, we had to leave to stay for another few nights in a hostel before going to Thailand for a week. We booked the trip yesterday to leave Perth on Sunday the 18th, and then leave Bangkok on the following Sunday the 25th. That was our working hol—oh, that way our working holiday visas can be processed while we're out of the country, and when we re-enter Australia, we can find a spot to live and then get jobs. No worries. (laughs) I've been in Australia for like two days. I'm already like I'm already like no worries. Though MK didn't feel up for traveling, we packed up, thanked Grant's family, and Grant dropped us at the train station, we headed back to Perth. We were going to just head back to the Billabong to stay there again, but passed the Backpackers Grand Central Hotel on the way, and decided to inquire about their rates. They ended up being $6 cheaper per night, and although they didn't include breakfast, they do have a pretty extensive kitchen, and it isn't as noisy as the Billabong. We filled the last two beds in a 14-person dorm and slept slash read for the most of the rest of the day, aside from going out to the grocery store to pick up some victuals. Hope MK feels better soon. October 16th. Since MK is still feeling under the weather, I went out and found the internet, did some looking for rental rooms in Fremantle, talked to Haley for a bit, and Byrne, and printed out the questionnaire I have to fill out and fax into the Immigration's office in order for my working visa to be processed. Returning to the hostel, MK and I continued to read slash veg in front of the television. We went out for soup for lunch and made dinner later on, but mostly read. We met a few of the other people here, and one German guy spoke of his job here in a factory. He says it's shitty, boring, mindless work, but it pays 18 bucks an hour, and there's a lot of opportunity for two and a half overtime. Meh, for three months I could put up with that, and MK's sentiments mirror mine. The minimum wage here is also something like $17. So if I can get a proper retail or service job, I'll do that instead and keep my sanity. Smiley face. October 17th. Some guy in our dorm snores like crazy. We were all awake at, by 7.30 as a result of this. And, al- and although MK even woke him up to get it to stop, he promptly fell back asleep and started right again. Ugh. At nine o'clock, I gave up trying to sleep and went to have a shower. Returning to the room, the guy was still sawing logs, and MK was fed up as well, so we made brekkie of eggs and cheese on toasted buns with apple slices on the side. Being that this is our last day in Oz before taking off to Thailand tomorrow, we felt it necessary to head to the beach. We decided on Cottesloe, since Grant had raved about it, telling us, telling us just why it is Australia's second most popular beach. We called up Grant, and although he was working on a school project, he welcomed the study break. He met us at the train station, and we followed the throngs of people making their way to the beach. Wow, was it ever crowded. Granted, it is Saturday, and the first true day of summer, as the temperature broke 30 degrees for the first time. Everyone was just itching to go to the beach, and today was the first good opportunity. The waves were awesome. Some of them were getting up to about 4 feet. We tried to body surf. So much fun. An investment of a boogie board may be in order, as that would make riding the wave just all that much easier. A few mouthfuls of salt water later, and we three took a, we three took a stroll down the beach a bit, the, through the teens to the quiet bit further on. Mostly uh, families or older people who don't care that the waves aren't as good at this part. Grant pointed out that a bit further on the same stretch, there's a nudie beach, but we didn't go today. I'm going to have to check that one out. Though Grant said it's mostly old saggy men. There was a guy jogging in a speedy, or a speedo, (laughs) and then in parentheses I've written Aussie term, budgie smuggler, (laughs) who passed us twice on our walk and totally had a Jones for Grant. Grant's words, he eye raped me. Pretty hilarious. After a rinse off and a bit of a layabout in the sun, Grant had to get back to working, so we walked him to the car and then we got on the next train to Perth. Being that the platform was so crowded with kids returning from the beach as well, the lineup to get tickets was long and we were about four people away when the train came. We decided that we didn't want to wait an extra 13 minutes for the next train and there's never anyone checking tickets anyways, so we just got on the train. Obviously, today was the day that there were security at all the exits of the Perth station, checking tickets. Rubbish! (laughs) We walked past a few of them and then watched with dismay that they checked each ticket carefully, no hope of flashing the ticket from this morning's trip. So, we decided to hop back on a train and hope that we could just get a ticket at the next station and then come back. Better than that, when we got to the first station, it was very close, still in Perth, maybe two minutes away from the central station, with nobody checking tickets, so we just disembarked there and walked back to the hostel. We finished off the rice and beans and cheese, and then read slash watch television for a bit, and then went to sleep. October 18th. I had to wake up at 6.45 this morning in order to get to, to the airport shuffle, oh, shuttle at 7.30. Uh. The shuttle got us to the airport about 20 minutes past 8. So we had time to use the bathroom/brush our teeth before check-in. Flight with R- Royal Brunei Airlines left at 10:40 for a 6-hour flight to Bandar Seri Begawan in Brunei. The food was so-so, but at least I had requested vegetarian meals, so we didn't have to worry about picking out bits of meat. We did each get a small pencil case with socks, earplugs, a toothbrush, wee toothpaste, and an eye mask. Awesome. Leaving the plane, the guy next to us didn't take his, so M.K. nabbed it. He did mention we were being pack rats, right? We had a brief jaunt through security in Brunei, and then got on the two-and-a-half-hour flight to Bangkok. Arriving in Bangkok at about 6.30 local time, they're one hour behind Perth, we got tickets for the shuttle bus that would take us to Kosan Road, a popular destination, and one that we were told might have cheap hostels nearby. While waiting for the bus to arrive, we made conversation with John from Germany, who was also going to scope out a cheap hostel. Once getting off the bus, we joined forces and checked out a few places, but they were all a bit too expensive. We popped into an internet cafe and checked out a few cheaper options that didn't look too far away, judging by the map. We set out walking, but about half an hour into our walk, we realized that the map's scale was deceptive and it would likely be another hour's walk. We popped into a taxi and found the place without too much trouble. Wow, that's a worst. Dropping our bags in the room, we met Nick from Australia, who was also in our dorm room, and decided to go to the downstairs bar for a couple of drinks. Ah, much cheaper than Australia. We got a few bottles of Chang beer for 90 baht each, about $2. I I had three over the course of chilling and playing and watching pool, and that got me pretty well in the bag. (laughs) We set out to find a noodle stand or something, since the airplane dinner just wasn't holding up. On our way out of the hostel, we witnessed some asshole trip a girl. She fell and cried out, fuck you, you ass, and he and kicked out at him, but he dodged. I stopped to make sure she was okay, especially since they were both heading down the alley towards the hostel. She assured me that she was fine, so we set out on our search. No luck finding a noodle stand at 2am on a Sunday, so we stopped for 7-Eleven snacks. Ugh, there are so many cockroaches on the streets here. Always scurrying along the sidewalks, Iff. MK even saw a rat, which I thankfully missed. I've already had two dreams since traveling about rats scrambling over me and scratching slash biting. Yuck. that's gross. Woke up too early with a bit of a hangover. Uh, Both John and Nick checked out to to move along in their travels and MK and I set out to find breakfast somewhere. Uh, and a place to fax my working visa application. The place we found had some trouble sending it because although the office is in Sydney, the fax number is in Ontario. Go figure. I just hope it all goes through. It started to rain so we decided to wait it out in the hostel and ate at its restaurant. Once the rain let up, we ventured back out to find a market to do some shopping. We will need a set of black clothes to do catering in Australia for the woman that Elise worked for, as well as some normal clothes for interviews slash working. We've decided to each get a backpack and fill them with clothing to use this carry-on. Hell of a lot cheaper to buy clothes in here in Thailand than in Australia. We had our map out on the street when a man came and asked us if he could help us find anything. We told him what we were after and then enlisted a tuk-tuk driver to take us to the local market, cheaper than the tourist market for a fair price, 40 baht. The tuk-tuk ride was a bit crazy as our driver wove in and out of traffic and spent just as much time on the wrong side of the road with oncoming traffic bearing down on us, but then veering around. Very few enforced road rules, I guess. He brought us to a few spots, once stopping at a tailored suit store and once at a gem shop, and then finally left us at an office of tourism where we got tickets for a tight boxing match. Ringside tickets for 2000 baht each, about $60. It's not too bad, and MK is very excited. From the tourist office, we wandered and found a few market streets, and each managed to find a pair of black shoes. I saw my first rat rummaging in a pile of trash. There are piles of dumped trash everywhere once you get off the main tourist streets. The air here is thick with humidity and pollution, and inspires me to take shallow breaths. We popped into an air-conditioned mall for some respite from the heat, and got dinner there. Then we hopped on the SkyTrain and took it to the neighborhood where our hostel is. On the way, we found a bazaar, and I found a pair of nice black pants that I can use both for catering and for spiffy interviews. MK found a pair of baggy white capris for comfy pants, uh, to augment the black T-shirt and backpack he had found when we were in that mall. We found our way back to the hostel with very little trouble, and although we missed happy hour, we popped into the bar for a few games of pool and drinks. We met Brian from Australia, from Australia, from Australia, from Australia our new roommate. Chris, a photog from England, a couple of American guys, and two guys from England. As well, the asshole who tripped the girl last night was there. He told me that he's Serbian and that he's been in prison in Bangkok and was just waiting for his paperwork to be finished so he could leave. Lovely. Good times around as we all chatted. MK got a bit drunk. Well, it's not uncommon. And had a conversation about the advancement of human consciousness and then made very little sense when he came to bed. We tried to have quiet sex, but he kept apologizing for something, no idea what, because every time I asked him, his answer was a mumble. Huh, lovely. October 20th. Brian checked out this morning, but the Belgian girl was still here when I woke up in the morning, and someone else's bags had been deposited on the bed across from MK and I. It was raining again, so we had breakfast slash lunch in the hostel restaurant, and then got a movie to watch. We picked Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, but it was horribly scratched, and so kept pausing-slash-skipping. We switched to a documentary on corporations. Jesus, is Monsanto ever the devil? We had decided on a lazy day, so we played some pool, went out to find a noodle stand for dinner, returned for happy hour, two-for-one cocktails, at the hostel bar, and then watched the assassination of Jesse James. The movie went quite late, so we just went to bed afterwards. Lazy, lazy day. All right, that lazy, lazy day is going to be the end of this episode.